All right, we're back. Episode number 73 of the Creative Club podcast. You're here with John Marsh and Creative Club's a business coaching membership. And we produce content like the podcast here to help you to learn the key skills to build your business world that lights you up, learn to love your sales and your selling process and build your business with confidence. Today, we have a longer interview. This is with a guest expert teacher that we brought into Creative Club. Uh, every month or so, we bring a special guest expert to teach a key business topic to the Creative Club members. And the last one that we had was Cody Adams. We did release a short clip from this interview a couple of weeks back. This is the full interview. So sometimes we'll release these out to the podcast, sometimes not. This one we are. Uh, this goes for about an hour. Cody is a videographer. He specializes in long-form storytelling and content for business owners. He's based in Newcastle, New South Wales. And really we just go deep on how to tell your story with video, everything from using your phone to capture video to tell your story, uh, ways to set up simple things like lighting, but then also when to hire a videographer, when you get someone in who's a professional and what that would look like, how to blend that with your normal content. And then just a whole bunch of questions and thoughts around content creation so the big thing with content creation is if you don't understand story it'll feel really directionless and random and start stop if you can see it from a bigger storytelling perspective you'll have direction you'll have clarity on what you're trying to say in your content and it will all start to make sense right and this is what you'll get from this interview Let's jump into the show. You're here with John Marsh. This is episode 73 of the Creative Club podcast. And so we're talking to Cody Adams. Just pop any questions that you've got as we go into the chat. Cody, I've known Cody for a couple of years now, and um, we've done a few different projects. Some have been completed, others partially complete for various reasons, but we've traveled to South Australia together. We've done a bunch of cool stuff. And we're going to be doing a lot more work with Cody this year as well, which is something that we'll announce soon. You guys will meet him at the event. Uh, he's been really a great, obviously, person to work with professionally in terms of helping us get content and that kind of stuff. But then also as a really cool sounding board, I think he's been really, you've been really generous, giving a lot of time to talk about storytelling, to talk about video. I get a little bit obsessive with these kinds of things. So I'll come to him with something that Alfred Hitchcock said or something that Tarantino said, and we'll, we'll talk about it and then relate to how does it relate to a gym? How does it relate to a, a coach? Because uh, what I believe is we're actually living through more or less a mirror of what's ha what happens in storytelling, what happens in film. And so that's been something really cool too. And yeah, it's great to have you here and, dive into this stuff and, and sharing your knowledge. So I appreciate it. No, thank you. No, we have a lot of great chats on story. So happy to help. Move that a bit closer. Okay, cool. Well, we'll kick it off and hopefully this all works. You guys aren't on the screen today. Uh, I know that's a bit different. So you can just listen in or whatever works. But again, drop your questions at any time. My job is to look at the chat. We're going to just jump straight in and... I thought there's, um, I'm not sure if we've got, we've certainly got a podcast with you on my other podcast. Yeah. I'll drop that link in there if it's not on, are, we, are you on Creative Club one already? 
I'm not sure. We've done two together. I'm not okay. sure which ones. So I'll drop some backstory stuff with Cody. Um, I want to dive kind of straight into uh, straight into the value today. But yeah. firstly, can you give us a bit of uh, context of what you do, some yeah. of the highlights of your career, yeah. the work that you're most passionate about? Yeah, so I probably started you know, filming as a hobby about eight years ago. I actually picked up my sister's camera, started just mucking around filming, you know, travel trips, things like that. Um, just, yeah, really enjoyed it, got a big passion for it. And then I was probably year 12 was when I started taking it seriously. I did um, photo and video series at my auntie and uncle's farm. Uh, so I went there for two weeks and made like a photo and video series. And yeah, it did really well in HSC, got Art Express and a bunch of awards. So I was like, all right, this is a sign to take this seriously. So went all in from there, went and did communications media production at uni and had the opportunity through uni to go do a doco in Tonga. So that was an awesome experience. Got to do a documentary in my final year. Then a couple months after that, got to go to Bali and do a doco there as well with Dan Ballard. Um, and then, yes, last three years just being full-time freelance and just loving filming since then. Yeah. One of the things that I always liked was that you – for one reason or another, got onto the the tool side of things like really, really early. So by yeah. the time you graduated, you'd already been in the industry for like what yeah. six or eight years or something. Exactly. That was the thing when I did it. I was like, I want to be freelance throughout the whole time I'm at uni, so that when I finish, I'm like full time, like ready to go. I have like I can hit the ground running rather than starting after I finish uni. Yeah. Can you just explain the difference between a couple terms that we'll probably yeah. come back to? Uh, like cinematography, yep. content creation, yep. and I guess maybe videography or storytelling, just yep. not in depth, but what's like, what are we talking about and how are we trying to bring a little bit of that together? Yeah, so cinematography is probably more something on my end. So cinematography is like your skill as the videographer itself. So that comes to lighting, framing, lenses, cameras, a whole lot. Cinematography is a term often used for, yeah, someone in the profession who actually is doing it for a living. Uh, content creation is probably more your social media-based content. So it's stuff that, you know, you or I could do with a phone or you could get someone like me in to do like reels, things like that. And then, you know, you obviously have, like you said, storytelling, which is the most important part of it all. So that could be a documentary. That could be short form. That could be a podcast. You know, story can be used in any way with video. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're sort of the main terms, I guess, you were talking about just then. And I think what we're coming to here today is <clears throat> there's the content creation mentality, yep. which is awesome, right? Yep. Like whatever it's educational or contextual or whatever. And then there's the story of your yep. business, which is to me really the marketing. It's like what's yep. where the business is going, the future that you're creating. And what I'm hoping to talk about today is like how do we talk about storytelling yeah which everyone will like i automatically from anyway go oh yeah that makes sense and like when i go to a movie yeah and they tell me a story in two hours and i walk home yeah but what we're trying to do is bring storytelling in together with content creation so yeah. i can do a video i can share what's going on in my world or the work that i do or how i help people yeah could you maybe frame that up a little bit in your words of yep. what we're talking about and why hundred well, percent, I think like, well, the reason video is so popular at the moment, I think is like, it is a really effective, you know, tool for 
um, you know, empathy and connecting with people. So um, it's a really good format to do storytelling. And then through that, you can create that emotion with the viewer so you can feel like, you know, you're connecting with the person, even if you've never even met that person, just from watching their content, like the story element is the thing that you're connecting with. So, yeah, obviously, you know, films are the ultimate thing. You know, when you come out, you feel like the hero when you walk out of a movie. Um, but, yeah, like you said, you can in, you can bring it into your content creation. So look at it long term. You could look at it from a year map in your content of where, I'm, where am I going to end up. And you can also look at it, you know, from short term, from video to video, what story am I telling about my business, my character, my personality, et cetera. So just thinking someone that I always reference to you a lot is Nick Bear. So if you go on YouTube, look up Nick Bear, B-A-R-E. Um, he has BPN, which is a supplement company, and he's just doing a really good job of bringing, like, storytelling into content creation. So just an example of one he did. For example, he set a goal for himself um, that he was going to run a sub-245 marathon. And then what he did was he created a series on YouTube where he basically took us along for the journey and he called it how to PR your next race. So he was giving tips and advice on how to, you know, improve our running if we were viewing at home so we feel like we're part of that journey as well as seeing his growth and heading toward a 245 marathon. And then when they finished, they made a full documentary of him actually doing that event and the overarching theme was his, like, brand's identity, which is go one more, which is, like, his mentality. So... Yeah, there's a lot of people in the space that are doing a really good job. He's a good reference to look at how story can be brought into the content creator side of things. Mm. Um, one thing we've been talking a little bit about that's come up on some of the one-to-one calls is <clears throat> looking at what's in the timeline for the business. Yep. And then if the business is feeling flat and if you feel like you're just creating content, like, oh, yep. I've got to do a post, I've got to do this, it's like maybe zoom out and then look at the world that you've got and then can you insert something cool into the timeline? Yeah. And it sounds like that's what he did. He's like, all right, this challenge aligns with my brand and my world. Yeah. Was he, what was his marathon before that? Uh, so he did several. Originally it was over four hours. Yeah. Then he set sub four hour and then he got three hours and then he went to 45. Yeah. So he's not like, he's not winning the marathon. No. But it was his own challenge. Goals that you can connect to. Yeah. And then follow along for the journey. So, you know, if you were to break down story, you know, if we just took it back a step, that what is story? Some of the main things to consider are like, first of all, work out whether you have a topic or a story. Um, second thing is to work out who your characters are and then who your sub characters are. And then the main thing is find out what your main character wants. So you need to establish very early in the scene what that character wants so that you feel invested to follow along on that journey with them. Um, so, you know, for example, what I meant by topic or story is uh, let's use CrossFit, for example. Like if a topic would be CrossFit has a great community versus that's just too overarching. There's not actually a story to follow with that piece. So we could go, okay, let's find a story. Let's We found John Marsh, who's the owner of a CrossFit gym, and you're trying to be the oldest person to make the CrossFit Games. Not digging it's at not your age there. <laughs> not digging at your age i'm sure they're probably all in their mid-20s so um yeah we could then follow john and his story basically trying to make the games uh following along his struggles as well as then we can showcase wow how good's the community at crossfit through telling john's story so yeah 
that's that's sort of what I'm meaning between topic and story. So it kind of comes back to the character's values. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really interesting because we often and and we're gonna we got the world building event, so and you'll be there for this, but uh it's just that whole other side of looking at how we engage with things, you know, yeah. why we why we watch binge watch Netflix or whatever it is. It's yeah. like seeing that character evolve and how it moves the story forward. And I think that if you have a service, it's the fastest way to make get you lit up about your business. Yeah. Um, and then of course, you know, that story might involve the clients and exactly it might be a social event or a Christmas party or yep. changing locations as a gem gem or um overcoming an injury is a big one that's yeah it's really powerful to share. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Let's move on. Um just make sure you move it a little bit closer. Yeah. yeah, cool. yeah. Um okay, what do we let's let's come let's come into the world of all right, I'm a I'm a coach or I'm a physiotherapist. Yep. And I know that content is powerful. Yep. Once in a while, maybe sure I hire someone like yourself and I do some storytelling. Yep. But for now, let's just say I've got my phone. Yep. I might have some people that can help me film. Yep. Uh, when I'm doing content, is there anything that I could think about to make sure that I'm bringing a little bit of that story element into my content generally. Yep. Does that help? Yep. Yeah. So um, I think one of them is basically really opening up about your personality on camera. You know, you see a lot of training things of like a, how to do a deadlift or whatever the video might be. And you just copy exactly sort of the, the same format. Cause you think that's a success, but if you can find your way to personalize that and bring your personality or sort of what you guys stand for as a business into that. Um, just, I suppose, getting more comfortable with presenting yourself on camera rather than just trying to make a video for the sake of making a video. Um, and then, yeah, if you were to look long-term at it, you could you could sit down and go, okay, what's a, what's a thread that I could follow in my business that I could do ongoing, like um, check-ins basically with my clientele, my, my audience, um, so they can feel like they're following in on something that I'm working toward. Um, there are two things you can sit down, just planning, just thinking about what you're actually going to make before you make it. Um, it's definitely going to help you establish a bit of story and personalization into the post. Okay. So if I'm doing a tips or if I'm doing an education, yep. make sure that I've wrapped it so that in copywriting, they call that, uh, it actually reminds me in copywriting, they call it the cross out test. Right. Yep. So if you cross out your name, yep. if you cross out your gym's name or whatever, and you cross out like the message. Yep. Can we still tell from the the words in that case, like the personality that it was yeah. you, like that was your gym or that was your studio? Yeah, exactly. I think people are pretty like in Creative Club, pretty pretty good at that now. Like I see yeah. a lot of really cool stuff. I'm like, oh, that's exact. Like, yeah, it makes me laugh or smile or whatever because yeah, I'm like, like, oh, that's, that's so and so. Yeah. yeah. Cool. 100%. Okay. So personality is big. Um, my next question. Okay, well, my qu my question is, what do we think about when we do this solo on our own video? But mm. maybe you could just dive deeper on personality. I think a lot of times that's a big ask. Yeah. When you're not used to doing it. Yeah. Do you have any tips to kind of avoid the what's the word like? You know, the like yeah. just that, that uptight that feeling that you get. No, hundred percent. Um, honestly, I think the biggest thing with that is like doing the reps, like anything, like. 
the more consistently you start just picking the camera up and doing it, the more naturally it's going to start coming that you're going to do that. But initially, I think there's no way around that that initial fear of being in front of the camera, exposing yourself, being open. Um, but yeah, I think I think it just comes with doing the reps. You'll start to feel more comfortable, and you'll also start to engage with what your audience and your community actually likes and responds to. Um, so yeah, just being clear on you know what your business is about, what your offering is about. Like, why did you do this in the first place? You obviously felt you had a unique offering to give the world. So you know, just standing in that um, and, yeah, just be consistent with actually overcoming that resistance and picking up the phone and doing these pieces to camera. Mm. There's a, I remember when there was that kind of freak out period where, because, you know, Instagram's the big one that everyone yeah. spends a lot of time and it was yeah. like Instagram's not doing photos. Yeah. And, uh and, and we said earlier, even talking about this event, that video is not going anywhere. Yeah. And I think there's a way to reframe that, which is kind of touching on what you said is like, yeah. well, video allows you to bring more of your personality, more of your energy, more of your values, more of all of the stuff in, in a short space yeah. of time than any other medium. Yeah. So it was always going to trend towards video, regardless of the algorithm, because the user wants to, they want truth. They want to see the most. Yeah it's a much better exchange of that information, isn't it? Like yeah. You can, you can show a lot more with that video than you can with storytelling, with writing or photos or anything like that. And ultimately that's what's connecting me to your business. That's what's making me buy into what you're about is that, that connection piece, that empathy piece. So yeah, the fact that video is doing such a good job of that is just a natural shift, I think, from photo to video on these like, platforms. All right. When should we hire? Let's just move that step. Yeah. It's just that camera. So, oh, that coming yeah, in there. Because yep. you're creeping out of frame. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Just adjusting uh, cool. the behind the scenes. So when should they, when should we hire a professional? We've hired you a few times. Yep. Uh, about to do it again. Yep. And we get a lot of value from it long term. Yep as well not just yes it was a, a it was a highlight reel then it became part of a website header video yeah it's become multiple things I, that's i kind of asked you if i was able to do that and use it creatively a little bit yeah but the point being that it has a longer shelf life because it, there's more thought put into it and there's a story behind it. Yeah, exactly. Whether that's a 90 second or I think one you did for us was like an 11 minute or something. Yeah, like a longer form storytelling piece. Yeah, yeah. and it, 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 it was sort of hard because you watch the, the you know, one looks at the metrics and it's yeah. like, oh, not many people watch that when I shared it on Instagram. Yeah. But it was like much, much more than that. It went to yeah. other places. Could you talk about when someone should invest? Because it's, yeah. it's not something that's cheap. Exactly. Right? Like you, you're investing yeah. a little bit. Like, yeah, like you said, when to bring someone like me in, like I would never look at someone like like a, someone like myself to come in and replace what you're doing. It's only just to complement anything you're doing. So still doing all your reels, all your posts, everything the exact same as you would if you weren't going to like engage me. And then I'll be looking to yet to engage me for something that's a little bit more driven around story or a little bit more, yeah cinematic showcasing what you guys are about one of the very popular ones i do is like a three minute sort of landing page website main banner video which is like how can we 
summarize in the best in the shortest way possible what you guys are about in an emotive way so that as soon as i come on your website i can watch that and decide is this business for me is it not like am i connected to these people and what they stand for or not um so yeah i'd be looking to bring someone like myself in for those overarching like storytelling pieces rather than i do often do a lot of stuff for like let's say gyms where come in and just make a highlight clip of my gym make it 15 second reel and it's like yes um like you know they're great pieces of content but in a year's time we haven't created any more community or engagement um with the people in the business or anything like that we've just got some cool reels that got some good views and Mm. and traction Mm. um, but we haven't built the brand identity in any way yeah that's the way i think of it is like Mm. the short stuff you're getting a bit of an ego hit because you get some sort of metrics off of it yeah but you may as well it's okay to go lo-fi to do that yeah and then but then periodically getting someone in to do something that's uh very very like clear yeah it reminds me side story so we had a video that you did of one of the retreats we ran that had free diving in it in in the business retreat so i i was putting together a website this is a previous iteration I was like, I'm going to just put some of that on. Yeah. The freediving had nothing to do with like what the mean. offer. Yeah. It was purely my values, which yeah. is adventure and, you know, yeah, doing stuff definitely. that scares you yeah. and learning and cool stuff. And people would message me, oh, like it just, and it's not a conscious thing. It was much later. And it was like, oh, like I'm just interested. Like what? And it was because you could see something that was resonant with the values. Yeah. Um, so I think just one thing that I would share from working with you is that sometimes you can do the video and have it on your website or something and not know if it's working or even on your social media, but that little imprint in the mind can last 12 to 24 months when it's powerful. And I think that's where you come in as you can use cinematography to use wides and B-roll and close-ups and get emotion yep. that may not deliver a result, a business result tomorrow, yep. but it positions in the mind quite powerfully. It's like got an impact behind it. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, use those, those reels and those, it's like low hanging fruit at the moment, like finding training sounds, finding those reels to build followers and build that traction. But then what can we use that audience for? Like what, what can we, you know, build something a little bit more that's going to tell your your story, your brand identity, um, and you know, create that community based off building that audience and that trending on Instagram. So yeah, I think combining the two of them is a really good way to do it. Okay. Next question. So we've, if you're listening in, we've just got three more, and then we'll go to open Q and A. So we're motoring through this, but. Uh, start to drop your questions in and then we'll make sure to get to those. So the next question I had was, and you touched on this a little bit. uh, Well, let's break it into two parts. What's the biggest mistake you see people making in a generic face to camera video? Like they jump on and they're going to, they, they want to do video. Yeah. I want to educate my people and maybe it's a tip, something like that. Uh, If you could, pick out a mistake or two yeah to uh, from like avoid. a technical po- standpoint or from like, either or well like just off the bat from technical i suppose the main things one is lighting so if you don't have access to like lights and things that we have set up today 
trying to find natural light, for example, the window that's next to us now um, is a really good example of that. Um, garage door, open door, so that you can get any sort of natural light coming in. That's a big one off the bat. Like if it's you're sitting in the darkness and it looks really low quality, that's immediate scroll past. Um, second one is audio. So, you know, if you're, if you're close to camera, you don't have other car sounds, people laughing in the background, your audio from your phone is fine. If you're looking to like set your phone up in the distance and talk to it, I'd be looking to, you know, get like a, a wireless go, road wireless go, like they're an affordable way to plug it straight into your phone, um, hook it to yourself, like with a lapel, and then you can still get quality audio by setting your camera up on a tripod and talking to that. Um, and then, yeah, probably from the other perspective, um, yeah, main thing for me that stands out, the ones that I would scroll past is anything that's, yeah, not engaging personality-wise with me. They're the things. So, like, if you can find some almost controversial things, I, you know, I talk about it a bit with the villain-type topic, if you can find what's going to attract your audience versus what might deter other people, you help niche yourself to actually get people that are going to engage with your stuff mm. versus just trying to please the whole audience with some generic little piece to camera. Um, they're probably some things off the top of my head. Yeah. Okay. So it's in copywriting, the way that I learned about this was uh, basically do everything to try not to be boring. Yeah. Easier said than done. Yeah. Like it, it's, 100%. it's not something it's a that, hard thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't pretend to know the answer, but basically maybe uh, I know Ruby did a little uh, tip the other day around starting in the action and yep. getting going quickly versus like, hello, it's yeah. John here. I just want to yep. share a tip. Um, okay, cool. So next question is, and you've touched on this before, what are the main elements of a good story? Uh, let's say we want to document something over time. So yep. people going, okay, well, I've got a Christmas party coming up or I've got a, a event coming up, a competition, or I'm yep. going to release an offer, right? Those are yep. all, all great kind of quests yep. for a story. Uh, is there anything, what, what, what should I sit down and write up? What do I need to make sure I, you mentioned character earlier. What's, yep. what are some of the key things I need to make sure that I show yeah through that quest yeah in order to have more uh, in order to have a story that's compelling yeah if i was going to like sit it down with a piece of paper and go okay i'm going to map out what that could look like like story wise and content wise i'd you know write out you know what's the end desire or like like thing that we're striving toward establish that as early as you possibly can in in the theme that you're going to so as soon as you start your content establish this desire this want whatever we're leading toward and then decide how you're going to break that down. Is that going to be YouTube clips? Is that going to be Insta reels, whatever form of content you're going to break that down to go, okay, how can I bring them along for this journey? You know, Joseph Campbell, you know, like hero's journey is a, is a really good example of that. How can I buy into the struggles you're going through the transformation you're having to get to that end point? So yeah, I think establishing What's, what's the end product? What's the end desire, goal, event that we're working toward? And then how can I map out a journey toward that, that that the audience can buy into? Yeah. The thing that comes up for me is 
I wouldn't want to, you know, the, the resistance would yep. be, I wouldn't want to share the thing if I don't know I if don't it's going to work out. Yeah. Like what if it doesn't thing. work? Then what I've yep. done is I've talked about uh, this event or I've talked about whatever. Yeah. And then it didn't work the way I thought. Yeah. Can you actually like, obviously that's can be a good thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. could you talk about it's, that here a little bit? Because we want exactly. to just present the final offer. That's, yeah. hey, like, go to my page, and then we yeah. want a flood of people to go. Yeah. And and 100%. it's like you know, it's like they want, we want it all to just drop in from, yeah, the heavens and and have sales. Yeah. But what you were saying is like actually now talk about it as you go through. Yeah, exactly. The struggle is a biggest part of like connecting with a story. It makes it relatable. Cause everyone it's real life like everyone goes through it's not just this linear progression towards something um but absolutely that fear is there even if you were looking at say i want to try and get a 100 kilo bench press but i'm nowhere near that and i'm scared that what if i tell everyone that that's what we're working toward and then i'm not even close to hitting it so of course there's going to be that fear but yeah i think just documenting the entire process being real being honest whether where the mistakes are happening, where the struggles happening, where you're not thinking, you're progressing, um, all of that's just relatable. Like all of that's just connecting piece. So, yeah, I think whenever you're having that fear of whether whether I should actually announce this and whether I should go for it, um, just know that that the connecting piece is actually going to be someone feeling like they're coming along for the ride with you. It's, that's it. That's yeah. actually the it. Exactly. Not the the event itself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think about that with training obviously because i've got a lot of friends in the gyms and stuff and yeah. <clears throat> when you see someone who's been like you you've shared a little bit you're working towards 100 kilo snatch exactly it's yeah. like if you just in december 15th dropped 100 kilo snatch with perfectly yeah perfect sound and the perfect it means music nothing to the everyone's just it. like i've seen like there's people doing 160 kilo snatch yeah like, exactly no but if it's like cody's been struggling for a, a year yeah then as shoulder was injured then he he got through that then his back but then he rehabbed his back and now finally he hit 98 and then yep. he missed 100 but then three weeks later he hit 100 exactly it's like it doesn't matter what level you're at yeah you're in this the story is the connector to the heart level yep. not the actual number of the lift exactly exactly it's nothing to do with a lot of people would probably have that fear of going oh like like, like you said 100 kilo isn't high enough level there's a 100 people that could do 160 out there as soon as I scroll on Instagram or search it. It's not about, you know, that end outcome being the most incredible thing. It's about me feeling like, okay, I followed you along for that journey and you were like committed and consistent through that process. And therefore that's inspiring for me, like doing my own goals. And mm. it's like, it always relates back to the person watching it. Like it often becomes an inspiring piece. Go, okay, if he can work toward a goal that he thought was like not possible, then I'm bought into that same mindset and I can do that with other aspects of my life. Mm. So yeah, it all just engages on empathy, like with the storytelling thing and people feel like they can relate to it. So we, they see fit. we've talked about just to circle back before yep. we do questions, we talked about obviously with the lift, but again, like it could yep. be a new offer that I'm putting out. Yeah. It could be an open day for my gym. Yeah. It could be a handstand workshop. It could be a workshop around, uh, mindset yep. or anything but could, it's like yeah, the marketing is yeah. moving towards it yeah who i'm working with yeah what it could look like yeah 
why it's important to me, why it might be important to you. It's the whole story that's going to draw us in. Exactly. Yeah. yeah like it could be, yeah, just a new offering um, for your business. And part of through that process, you're going, okay, I'm learning. We need to shift this part of the offering in order to, you know, help our community better. Yeah. Like you said, it could be about anything. We just use the reference of a gym thing because it's very easy to explain that with a progressional aspect, but could be anything that you're offering in your business that you could find what's a journey that I could engage in with my audience, basically. So you, uh, let's just, well, that's pretty much it on my questions. Yep. The, I think, uh, let's talk quickly. If you don't have the good, amazing cameras and yep. lights and all, you don't, yep. Cody's not in your place, whatever. You got your phone. Yep. <clears throat> you mentioned the Rode Wireless Go mic. We've actually put that into Circle at least once yep. to recommend it. Uh, yeah, mine exactly what you're saying. Like, <clears throat> I think setting up content wise, obviously I'm obsessed with it. So it's easy for me to do all the editing and all the finicky things and all the things that would annoy most people because I love it. But for, you know, for people at home that are just trying to build content, it needs to be the most like efficient, less stressful like process ever. So a lot of people message me like, what's, what's the best camera? What's the best editing software? All that sort of thing. If you're going to get frustrated with it and not want to bring that camera to wherever you're filming or not want to jump in the edit, then, you know, it's useless. So think using your phone, using, you know, like the editing software in Instagram reels now, like it's actually, I've done, played around with it. It's like, it's very good for just being on your phone. Don't need to download any other apps, learn new programs. You can just edit straight in the app and it's ready to post obviously mm. on social media. So that's where I would start immediately just filming with the phone making sure your lighting's good. If your audio is no good, looking at like a wireless go and then editing within Instagram reels itself um, just to make it as least resistance as possible um, when you're creating just to keep that consistency going. Otherwise, if it gets annoying, gets hard, when you're first excited about it, you're going to start filming with your camera and jumping into editing and mm -hmm. learning the process. As soon as that resistance pops up, you're going to stop posting again and all your content's just disappeared. Yeah. So, yeah. Easiest way possible is find an Instagram reel editing at the moment. I've seen some tests uh, that they've checked. It was, uh, I can't remember who ran it, but it was, they tested different creative yep. on, it was like a, it was like a direct response marketing Facebook right. ad. Right. Horizontal, high end, vertical. Yeah. And the best was like vertical phone. Yeah. And the, the point that I wanted to say was like the reason I actually, I, I think that the production value in terms of social media, I think is, I, I would, I think the phone almost wins yep. on, on day to day. Yeah. But there's, there's the person who can capture it from, from the fourth wall yep. by having someone there. So while you're talking, yep. someone can help you. Like if you're running an event, you can't really do that by yourself with the phone yeah it's always going to be first person or the speed yeah because if you're if you uh if you factor in the cost of the videographer into the event yeah bring pricing up a little bit now all of a sudden it's all done for you yeah much faster and then you can use that time to serve your clients or to put on another workshop or whatever it is that you yeah, do exactly let's say you can make like a, a longer youtube video that's you know horizontal and it's longer form less optimal for Instagram, but then you could use your vertical 15 seconds or less reels to then get people to jump over and 
watch that on YouTube, you know, get that as a transfer. So rather than just plonking it on Instagram and not getting that traction, use your reels and use your standard like piece to camera stuff to get people to jump over onto the YouTube and look at the, the full storytelling piece there. Mm. Um, the cool thing too, uh, there's some good questions coming through. Just keep keep them going and we'll get to them in about two minutes. The really cool thing I wanted to say also is we don't know. Yeah. We don't know what the top, we don't, we, we know story has been there for centuries. Exactly. So that's what we can hang our hat on. But we actually don't know what it looks like to run, like we've been talking about this. Yeah. Uh, I'll share it with these guys later, but that idea of a hundred pieces of content a week, yeah. we don't know what that's going to do Exactly. in, in, in 10 different businesses. And yeah. then the complaint is, well, this the time restriction. Cool. But like what could be possible? Yeah. And we don't really know where the future is going, yeah. but we know that we intrinsically crave more story and more immersion and more uh, meaning. Yeah. And so the cool thing is like, there could be scope for way more still. It feels yeah. like there's a lot, yeah, but way more, but then more specific and more uh, meaningful, yeah. more heart-driven content. Yeah. Uh, it might be 10x what we're seeing now in terms of what you could create exactly. as a business. And yeah, like you're saying, like story being around, you know, for forever. You know, it's just human nature that like story connection meaning is like, you know intrinsic with human value and we're basically going to have that forever versus always trying to keep up with what the trending thing is if you finally figure out instagram reels and now that's no longer it's a new thing that's getting the trending going so um going back to nick bear again i listened to a podcast of him recently and their business as a brand identity have chosen to stay away from hopping on the trend whatever's popping up and just focusing solely in what they stand for what they're what their business mottos are mm. and then just making their content all around that so that regardless of whether Instagram's here in two months, TikTok's mm. being pulled down, whatever it is, they're, they're overarching the tried and tested things of, you know, story and connection are still moving forward regardless of the platform. Yeah. Um, I like that partly because I'm awful at being able to keep up with trends. Yeah. Like the trend has come and gone before I'm like, oh, what? That something yeah. was trending. It's almost like a full-time job sometimes keeping up with that. Yeah. Okay. Let's jump into questions. So again, uh, yeah. <clears throat> no questions too little. Uh, posting big videography, Cody's done everything from weddings to hour-long docos and stuff like that. Yep. So whatever you're interested in at whatever level we can address. So the first one, I'll just read these out because some may listen to the podcast version of this later. Uh, does it does it come across better if we clip long-form videos to shorter content versus trying to fit it into a 90, fit a tip into a 90-second reel? What do you think about that question? Um, you know, it depends on the post. Depends, you know, how well, let's say you were going to make a 90-second post about a certain topic. If you knew the elements of like adding some B-roll, adding you in context, like doing the activity as well as, you know, like talking throughout it just to build that engagement. Yes, I think the 90-second solely this is our aim to make this video um, is the better option. Um, in terms of making a snippet, from a longer piece, the value you could get from that was one, you know, obviously stealing a part that was just natural and really authentic that you said. So that personality thing might 
more likely come through because it felt more natural. And you could also to use it as a as a jump over to watch the full podcast or the full thing. So it has a little, little bit of a conversion piece. Um, but, you know, if I was looking at it from me making a professional video, I would go with the 90 second option because I know how to add the B roll and add the add all the dynamics to make it engaging in that 90 seconds. Um, but yeah, there's value to both. Definitely. I saw, a, I saw a, there's a book, one of the books I was reading about, uh, Hitchcock on suspense yep. and he had a, a line, which is, um, what's suggested is better than what's shown something like that. Yeah. And I think that was kind of unique to his thinking, but coming back to the 92nd clip, sometimes for me, when I'm engaging with something, if it's like 90 seconds and it's perfectly packed with all that value, yeah. like it's good. Yeah. But sometimes when they're, they're just talking about something and there's a suggested deeper insight yeah. behind the scenes, I'm almost like, we almost like to be teased. Yeah. And sometimes it's like not as clear and it's not as obvious. Yeah. But you can tell there's a bit of attitude and personality going on. Yeah. And so in inverted commas, there's less value. Yep. But then in terms of continuation, I'm like sometimes more inclined to go because yep. it's suggested value. Yep. Does that make sense? And there's also that that element of in terms of volume of content, you could steal dozens of little pieces from True. your talk versus spending half a day making a 90-second clip and all you have is the one 90-second clip. So there is that value of volume as well yep. um, from doing it that way. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, next one. This is a very good question. Uh, from Melissa, how do you show the journey of something less obvious, like confidence or a sense of peace or ability to regulate your nervous system? For example, yeah, yep. intangible, intangible I think, transformation. I think that's a perfect example of what I was talking about with topic versus story. So you need to find a story that you can tell that topic through. So even if I don't know, again, just a an easy one to talk about is running. You want to talk about how euphoric it feels like to get a running high or anything like that. That's a topic. It's very hard to tell that. Cause like you said, it's a less obvious thing, just like, you know, talking about confidence or sense of peace. If you can then figure out a way, okay, how can I, you know, whether I'm documenting myself, documenting one of my clients, like how can I find a person that I can follow as the character to then establish, Oh, look through this journey, I can develop more confidence. I can develop a sense of peace. Showing it through the story. Exactly. Finding <laughs> characters that you can follow and tell a story on that is telling that overarching thing. So again, just going back, cause I keep using him. Um, is that Nick bear in the documentary he did? It was all about this overarching concept that he calls it go one more, which he references that to any, any, you know, thing in your life like taking that one extra stride, taking that go one more attitude, but you can't make a documentary about go one more. So he used his running documentary and him doing this ultra marathon to tell that story. So you followed his struggle and it was all about him going one more, which was the ethos of the whole piece. So yeah, it's basically, you know, finding a story to tell that topic. So on a very yeah. root level, yeah. if I interviewed say a customer or client who's been doing say a coaching program that's yep. built around mindset and confidence. Yep. I could ask them what life looked like before. Yeah. What life looks like now, what you're able to do or 
or I could get them onto a podcast or something. Exactly. But what you're looking for is the expression of the confidence through some sort of story, some yeah. sort of life. Yeah. And like, you know, doing that show, don't tell, let's say that's doing breath work, doing, you know, like meditation, whatever the, the things that you are doing, um, like that we can show, don't tell, that can show, okay, this person is developing a level of peace through this journey. You can, you can clearly see that rather than them just going, I felt more at peace. I felt more confident. Yeah. Like showing in what areas can we showcase that visually? Yeah. Um, that's another big thing to consider. Yeah. So if you had a, if you had a client who, uh, you know, was a mom or yeah. was into speaking or was a school teacher or whatever it was, yeah. as your journey goes along with them as the coach or the creator, listening into events that they've got coming up in their life that may not seem directly relevant to your service as let's say breathwork you mentioned. Yeah. But then tracking that and going, Hey, like I really love what you're doing yeah. in as a teacher or as a mom, like how you've been able to manage all this. I'd love to interview you yeah. and talk about that and not even directly saying well my yoga practice exactly. did it but that will come through yeah because they'll say something like well i reconnected with my breath it's just something you taught me yeah so the story will the, the catalyst will come through but what you're saying is like basically seek out the stories yeah of um that can express express that overarching topic yeah, yeah. that's massive exactly yeah that's a huge and i think that's um yeah because otherwise, that's... yeah, if you just, if you, you develop the topic, but you don't have a story to tell it through, it's just way too big a beast to, to try and, you know, convince. Express. Yeah. You're trying to convince. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Hopefully that was helpful, uh, Melissa. And if not, you can, we can follow up and connect with Cody on it again. Yeah. Okay. Andy, I think you've met Andy. So I've just dove into the deep end with video with I'm going to read this out clearly. So it's on the, so I've just dived into, so I've just dived into the deep end with video opening up a video podcast studio. Yeah. And he's mm -hmm. got a really cool studios opening. Yeah, cool. My lighting kind of sucks at the moment and I'm just getting my head around cameras and lenses. Can you give me some tips about how to level up my technical skills in this area, especially lighting Yep. anyone I should be following. Andy's got a, um, ATM switcher. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And he's yep. really, really good at sound. So the sound's going to be like I mean, yep. the best in the world, I'd say. Yeah. Um, lighting. Yeah. Yeah. Who should yeah, be following? Immediately, so off the bat, um, first I'd be like setting up a camera and looking at your frame, um, in your room, for example, even just looking at Can this Can you just now. explain what frame means? So like whatever the camera is going to see, if you, like set your camera up on a tripod, your frame is like whatever the camera is currently seeing. So what we've got set up now looking at us is the frame of that camera. So I'm out of frame. Yeah, exactly. You're me out of frame. We're in frame. Yeah. So first thing I'd be looking at is depth. So rather than just putting yourself up against like a white wall, I'd be looking, you know, John's already done a little bit of it here. Um, plants, books, you know, logos, stickers, anything that can separate you from the background behind you, even lamps, practical lights are really good. Um, immediately that will just create more interest in your shot rather than you just up against a plain white wall. Um, so yeah, depth number one. And then lighting, like you said, not too sure what your setup is. If you have 
natural light like John's has here. You can open up the blinds and get natural light coming into your studio immediately. That will help. I think it's all artificial. But I assume that it's, yeah, I assume that you don't have natural light. So, you know, I did you get this from Camera House locally? Yeah. So the, these yep. two of them, yep. like $200 yeah. or something. So what like, we have like set up behind us is really cheap. Yeah. A light with a big soft box. So if you can get a soft box on the light, it, it really softens it and makes it look a bit more like the natural light that's coming through the window on me now. So yeah, you can go to camera house and find cheaper depending on what your budget is. I have a really good one. The brand is called Aperture. So um, I have an Aperture 120D, which is with a big soft box. It's amazing. But if that's not in your price point, yeah, you can just pop in the camera house and they have affordable versions. That this is called Falcon Eyes. Yep. And the actual lights that screw into these yep. are literally from Bunnings, the lights, and then there's yeah, just switches yeah. on the back. Yeah. So you'll definitely want, you know, that diffusion of like having this soft box behind. Yep. I can send links to references of if you don't know what a soft box, box is or anything like that. Um, and then in terms of cameras, immediately off the bat, one that I suggest to a lot of people is what you've got set up there, the Sony um, A6400. So... Yeah. Have you been loving it so far using it? Like so, everything stat wise seems Pretty like good. it's affordable. It does really like solid photo and really solid video without jumping into more expensive cameras. Yeah. So yeah, I'd be looking at, um, depending on what your budget is, having two, two of those like Sony or something in that thousand dollar range, um, one on one speaker, one on the other speaker. If you had the budget, you could put a third camera like we have now, showing the two speakers in the one shot. Um, and then, yeah, depending on budget, I'd be trying to get as much um, artificial light with a big diffusion softbox as possible. They're probably the, the, the thing I just wanted to add, if you're listening, and obviously you probably don't have all of that stuff that Andy's talking about. Yeah. And maybe you're in a studio or a gym. Uh, I actually believe that you could do a full podcast contextually. Yeah. So like Cody talked about background. So the background, the reason why I've got books behind is because I love to read. Yeah. So straight away, it's like, well, I may as well have them as part of who I am. Yeah. So that's in the, and the, obviously the Creative Club logo. So there's yeah. a, there's a, there's a, there's a reminder for myself as much as anything. Yeah. But if you're in a gym or in a, you're in a studio yeah. and you want to do a podcast, you actually could, you can just plug in the two, uh, you know, two mics to your phone yep. and you're going to, yeah, you're going to lose a little bit of the pro quality on the video, but the fact that you're in the gym recording yep. makes, makes a lot of sense to the viewer. Yeah. I think we sometimes on the podcasting thing get caught up and like, I need this whole studio, Yeah. but don't forget, like if you're a personal trainer, like we actually probably want to see you in remind us of who show us who you are by yep. where, where you're at in where you're filming. Exactly. And you know, when talking about all these technical things and budget of getting cameras and lights and stuff in at the end of the day, the content is better than no content. So True. if, if all you have is your phone and a microphone and yeah, just sitting at the gym chatting with someone that's better than just not making it because I got to save up and buy the camera and the lights and the studio. So yeah, content will always be, you know, that resistance of not doing it. So only bring in the technical stuff if you're in a position and ready to roll with that. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, get your phone and start start making it with that. Okay. If we have an offer we're sharing, how can we convey anticipation, scarcity, 
in the buildup to it being live exclamation without verbally speaking to the camera what's some nonverbal things we could be documenting okay so we have a an event coming up no yeah. we have an event that we're sharing which may or may not be live i'm assuming it's not yeah. live let's say we got an event coming up yeah how can we build oh yeah cool how can we use some cinematography some yeah. video thinking yeah to build some anticipation yeah some seduction some urgency around that event yeah without saying hey guys my thing is going live on yeah. the 20th yeah for sure i think you know it all comes down to like sitting down and working out um what that what that live event is and finding what what that low-hanging fruit that excitement could come from that so rather than saying oh we're going to have like john talking at this event find something that's interesting about you or your story or what you're actually coming to present and making a little reel let's say out of you doing that cool thing so you're not really answering anyone's questions other than creating interest of i wonder what he's actually going to be talking about because that's an interesting dude or what he's doing in this video is interesting mm. um rather yeah it's, it's kind of that show don't tell again to bring that anticipation um or you could bring someone in like me that just makes a really engaging fast-paced cinematic looking piece and you go wow this must be a professional event that's the other way you can approach it too one way that i think about these myself and I, I'm just kind of coming in at a basic level is I think of like, let's say UFC or boxing. Mm, yeah. So these, some of these sporting events and in, in any entertainment, yeah. even, even, um, Hollywood, the box office doesn't lie. Right. It's yeah. like the big thing. Yeah. What's the revenue that they turn over in the opening weekend of the film. Yeah. That's very important. What's the revenue they take on the live stream from the fight. Very, very important. So it's their job more than almost anyone to pump up an offer prior to going live yeah and if you look at what they do they take the character yeah they talk about their stats they talk about their weaknesses they do day in the life yeah so they're not necessarily just saying here's the fight or here's yep. the movie it's who's the director of the movie and what's the what's the feeling video of like one of the fighters running down the street exactly is right. yeah. content that actually builds a story without yep. telling you see the guy running or the person running down the street like wow they look pretty fit i reckon they're going to do well in this fight i better watch yeah um versus not seeing it you don't know what's exactly go on. well like the fact that you brought ufc up one of the things i watch they do on youtube the week of the fight is a series called ufc embedded and all it is is like documentaries so like someone like myself following around the fight camp and just popping in at the different people that are warming getting ready like that week of for their fight so it could be like them interacting with fans it could be them training could be this that you're not really telling anything specific like specifically of come watch the fights it's just all building you know context basically and making you buy in and they do it for every single fight exactly like they do this little series mm. um every day the week leading up to the to the actual event yeah yeah. And now when you do share that, so that could look, let's go practical for a second. If you've got an offer coming up, you want to share it more uh, contextually. Yeah. You might be doing some stories about behind the scenes getting ready or. Yeah. I'd be smashing stories with anything related to it. Yeah. It's only up there for 24 hours anyway. Like even if you think it's not a very interesting thing, just 
smash stories with anything that's related to the progress of yeah and you're event. not now on those stories or those posts and this is coming back to something i think is really important is the small metrics yeah uh meaningless yeah as in if two people like your post yeah it doesn't mean the offer is not going to work exactly if a thousand people like it, it doesn't mean the offer is going to work it's a much it's a three week or a six month or a one yeah. week story arc yeah and so and also just the, because someone didn't like it doesn't mean they aren't seeing it too. So just keep going with yeah, the story. Exactly. Like the amount of times someone, like you'll see someone in person, they go, oh, I've seen that post you did about X. And even though they didn't interact with it in any way, it's still coming up and they're still like, engaged with it and still remembering yeah. that you did post that. The more you start to understand it, the more you'll see that there's little stories to be told everywhere, like in your business. Um, and Gary Vee has been a really good one for that whole concept of, document like don't create mm. so just just start documenting everything that's part of your process of your business um and don't get bored into this one was supposed to do really well this one was supposed to get the likes and engagement mm. it like almost become separate to that and just be documenting the whole process and if you don't have something to document create something yeah put an event on yeah and then document that yeah so it's a self-perpetuating cycle towards um innovation and business growth it's yeah perfect. exactly yeah. find those goals that you know you can create a journey like that hero's journey that someone can follow yeah um in your business that would definitely help uh there's a quick example i've spoken to a couple of people they have like um online programs coming out in the next and online uh, offers for different types of movements and things in the next six to 12 weeks yep and you know so we one of the ideas we spoke about was like them as the coaches like testing part of that program yeah and then calling it i don't know, call it or something test yeah. test run or something but then creating a micro story of like how much stronger can we get off our own program yeah or introducing different characters or or calling up someone else and inviting them to be like a guinea pig test yeah and then document every single day 100 percent. and Even then like those results would be like okay that's yeah. why i'm gonna buy yeah exactly like what you're saying, even using some of those things to build anticipation without necessarily coming, like I'm dropping this course, make sure you buy it. Even let's say it was a strength-based thing that you had like said then, it could be a video of you doing your total of, say you're a powerlifter, doing a total of squat, deadlift and like bench. And then it's just this cool little anticipation piece. And it's also a status piece that building you're an expert in that field. So you've just created interest about a program that you haven't even sold if you mm. haven't even said buy this or click the link in my bio yeah. um because that often is immediate deter from the story side of things yeah people think it's fake okay we'll wrap it up soon i think the last thing that came to mind and maybe you could share on it a while back i think it was 2019 i did a uh is a story skills workshop with this woman she's an author it was very good bernadette Jewe. yeah and she said that something that stuck with me which was a lot of us think that we don't have a story to tell yeah. And we think that nothing's interesting that's happening in our lives. Yeah. Maybe we work from home. Maybe we, you know, spend a lot of time with our family. We just kind of like to us, we're just doing this thing. Yeah. And her whole thing that she was very adamant on was like, it's around the skill of telling the story. Yeah. Find a tiny moment like, you know, you drop the shopping bag and then the apple rolled down and then yeah. this is what happened. And I, I remember buying into that because I was like, I got nothing to say. Yeah. And then sure enough, she was right. I started to see things which would have been 
dumb, like yeah. silly things. Yeah. But they became stories. Yeah. Could you talk just on that finally? Because I think it's very important that we all know that the truth that yeah. we've got a story to tell. Yeah. No matter what's going on. Oh, 100%. You know, like exactly what you said, storytelling is more of a skill than I either have a good story to tell or I don't. It's like um, a lot of people can do it naturally. A lot of people find it a lot harder and you actually, you know, got to go through the process of educating yourself and understanding what, like, what can I incorporate to make an interesting story? Because like you said, it could be the most insignificant thing that you can make a very interesting story if you knew the structure of basically how to tell that. So, yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to more, you know, personal belief, um, telling yourself that you don't have a story um, versus, you know, having that confidence of going, okay, where in my life can I understand that there is stories to be told um, and what, like, actually just learning that process of what storytelling looks like and, you know, finding those little moments and, and building a structure around that and actually telling those things. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you could tell, a I could make like an hour-long documentary on anyone, like, and especially anyone in Creative Club, anyone with a business, you could always find something to niche in on and tell a story and follow the journey on. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of it comes down to that fear that, yeah, I don't have anything to offer that would be of any interest. If you've got a business, you've got thousands of stories because yeah. there's stuff going wrong all the time and there's cool stuff happening all the time. Um, and there's obviously something unique yeah. to your business. That's the reason you create that business. And obviously you've seen there was a gap in the market or you're doing something that someone else isn't. So there's something unique about your business that can be told as well, um, which is where the story comes from. It's something that separates you, makes you who you are. Um, it's just getting over. I think a social media played a better role in that. Yeah. Because if you open it up and you're seeing like, astronauts and Lamborghinis yeah. and then yeah. people breaking world records and you're thinking, well, I, I send emails or I do podcasts or something. It's like, exactly. What have I like, but, but again, it's the story, not the, the weight that's on the bar. It's the story of yeah the thing that's going to connect us through. Exactly. Yeah. And like you said, um, whoever it's an author is like a perfect example of someone that is you know, very good at that. Um, they've just learned the skills to tell a story out of anything. Um, so yeah, that that's definitely a good person to, to learn from is like authors on how you can tell stories from insignificant things, basically. Mm. Okay. Thank you so much. We'll end it there for time. Really appreciate it. And thank you all for the questions. Go tell your story. Uh, there's lots more coming on this as well. Finally, Make sure to RSVP if you're coming to the World Building Workshop, uh, which is November 12th. Cody will be there. Very, very important, very powerful, but I've harped on about that enough. Make sure you click the RSVP. Today's the final day because there's a two-course meal and there's a few things that are contingent on your number, your name being there. That's it. We will see you soon. Thanks, Cody. Thank you.